coming up on this episode of No More Beans. What happens when housemates go rogue? Gherkins stuck to our living room wall. How to cope if you don't actually have anywhere to live? Big shout out to my friends that travel on Stratford. Dealing with unwanted house guests. And this mouse has been living under my bed, living off my Kit Kats. And 21st century heating solutions. Literally like having to use the power pack on my laptop for heat. Plus, we'll be talking all about how to save money on bills with our resident money expert, Jake. That's me. And we'll be discussing our most unnecessary pre-uni purchases. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of No More Beans, the student money podcast from Save the Student. My name's Jess, I'm an editor here at Save the Student and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow editor Tom. How are you doing Tom? I am dangerously well, thank you Jess, how are you? Wow, impressive, dangerously. (laughs) I am very well as well, thank you. Um, I'm actually feeling pretty excited about this because we've got quite a lot of fun stuff to discuss for the first episode and it's just great to be able to bring Save the Student to a new platform that we've never really done before. Yeah, I mean we've been talking about doing this for quite a while now. Uh, so it's great to finally get started. Um, I don't know if you want to start off by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I'm Jess. I'm from Newcastle, as I'm sure you can probably tell from my accent. Uh, I went to university in Leeds to study English literature. I graduated just under two years ago now. Uh, but being from the land of the north, uh, where you can get you know three travels for a fiver on a night out, and now I live in London, where it costs you know 20 quid just to get into the club, I've become an avid money saver in recent months, always looking for a, a bit of a bargain um, and that's why I really enjoy writing for Save the Student and helping you guys as well. So what about you? Uh, so I'm from London. I went to uni in London. Uh, I studied English language and linguistics. Um, with regards to money, I'm one of those people that I'm, I'm quite stingy with myself but quite generous to other people. I mean, I literally, like, I hate going clothes shopping. I hate spending money on anything, really. The only treat I ever give myself is prawns because I love them. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down there. Yeah. Um, but I'm incredibly, like, I'm just bizarrely generous to other people. So I'll buy ridiculous rounds of drinks or anything like that, which is possibly why I, I'm so stingy with myself because I have no money <laughs> left. Um, but yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, so for those who don't know, we should probably tell them a little bit about what we actually do for a living. So as we said, we are editors for Save the Student, which is the UK's leading student money saving website. And we've been fighting for a better deal for students for over 10 years now. And I mean, that's not personally us because, you know, I had slightly different priorities when I was 13 years old. But Save <laughs> the Student as a whole, uh, we've been around for, for 10 years now. Yeah. So our website, which is savethestudent.org, in case anyone out there didn't know, uh, is full of money saving tips and advice. Uh, plus loads of deals for anyone out there who fancies themselves as a bit of a bargain hunter. Um, and basically, if there's a way to save or make money, I bet my bottom dollar that we've got it on the site. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why we decided to create this podcast, really. Uh, obviously, we've got loads of content on the site, but we really wanted to bring you our money advice in a different format, a format that you can listen to on the bus or in the bath or wherever it is you like to listen to podcasts. We just want to show you that no matter how skint you are, how long you've been in that overdraft, you know, we've been there before, we've done it, and we want to kind of help you with some tips and advice. Yeah, and because we want to make this podcast as useful as possible for you, the listener, uh, we want you guys to send in your money issues so we can give you the advice that you actually need that applies to your life. Yeah, we've cut out all of the boring finance stuff. It's pretty much going to be 50% us talking about all the ridiculous stuff that's happened to us at uni, and then 50% of us giving you guys some advice to help you deal with your own money problems. And that's why we've decided to call it No More Beans, because we're here to help you afford to live on something other than beans essentially 
Yeah, so if you have a problem you want solved or just a funny story that you want to share, don't forget you can send us a voice message on WhatsApp uh, by heading to savethestudent.org forward slash WhatsApp and joining our group. Uh, don't worry, any messages that you send us, they only come to us. They don't go to the wider group. Um, you can also tweet us at Save the Student, send us a Facebook message to our Facebook page, which is Save the Student, um, or even email us at podcast at savethestudent.org. Whatever method you prefer, uh, we're all is, and you can keep it as anonymous or as open as you want. Yeah, so the problem we'll be tackling this week is the eternal question of how you save money on bills without causing any housemate drama. But we'll save that for a bit. First up, we're going to be discussing some student housing horror stories from our National Accommodation Survey, where we asked over 2,000 students to tell us about their experiences of living in student housing, whether that's you know how expensive rent is, the quality of the house or housemates, just basically any issues you've had while living at university. And some of the stories that came out of this are pretty ridiculous. I mean, yeah, they're they're quite funny, but they're also pretty shocking, to be honest. So let's take a look at what was sent in. So the first one is a bills one. So this person, um, they thought their gas and electricity bills were really high. Um, They kept querying the agents about it. It took them months to look into it. And when they did, it was because this property had been converted into two flats but they hadn't split the bills. So basically these students were paying the bills for two houses. Oh, God, um, I used to think, how does that even go unnoticed? Like how can yeah, you be paying for two? It's incomplete. like when I moved into a flat myself a couple of weeks ago and there were two different electricity meters and neither of them were marked. And for weeks, I was anxious that I wouldn't be paying for someone else's electricity. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I didn't. But what were the other people doing? Were they just like, yeah. oh, that's Slim fine? Spot, yeah. Um, I mean, other ones that we had. Um, someone says that the place that they lived in looked like a prison. I mean, student accommodation typically doesn't look that nice, but yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say any of mine was quite that bad. Um, this person. Um, says that they lived almost an hour away from uni and they couldn't afford public transport so had to walk which wasn't that safe at uh, at night but living in town was too expensive i had something similar in that um my halls in my first year of uni was quite far away from the university maybe it's about 40 45 minute walk um and it was down by a canal with like no i mean there was no fence or anything along this canal it was death trap and i remember one time i'd got the bus back but because it was like seven or eight o'clock at night the bus only went so far it didn't go all the way to my halls and i got followed home by this really creepy guy i honestly never thought i was like this was this is the end this is the end for me (laughs) um and so i remember like going back down by the canal and thinking I can't go any further this guy's gonna like push me in the canal um, and having to like run halfway home so like I think that is like another thing that is something that really needs to be like tackled in student housing is where they are and what kind of safety measures are in place because I think it kind of doesn't really get discussed a lot yeah um what else have we got here boiler broke at the peak of winter so no heating couldn't get hold of anyone because it was before new year took five days to get it fixed and they didn't provide alternative heating yeah I uh I had heating in, in that horrible house in first year. I didn't mm. have heating, but my housemates wouldn't let me put it on because they were like, oh, I'll put another jumper on or something. It's like, yeah, that's fair enough to an extent. But when I'm literally like having to use the power pack on my laptop for heat. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, exactly. And when, like none of my clothes will dry because it's so cold and so mm. damp in my room. I think, you know what? Two hours of heating probably not going to break the bank i think that's always a battle in every student house is there's the people who want the heating on is the people who don't yeah. want the heating on i mean i in my second year house i lived in the attic and i remember 
thinking I'm so cool look at my cool attic room with my skylight and I love this room so much so and, and then one weekend I was like I this is horrific it was so cold I used to sleep in like a onesie and a dressing gown and a fluffy hat oh and it was just horrendous and after that I was like never again in the attic room so yeah other ones we've got here rent fees and food being expensive means at times I've had to be able to ha- not being able to eat in order to pay my rent which is I don't think I've ever got as far as not being able to eat but I can say they remember living off like tins of soup for you know considerable amount of time Um, this one's quite funny two friends decided to have a butter fight after a night out every wall door carpet roof was covered in butter they also smashed the flat screen TV we all lost quite a bit of our deposit after that how oh, I mean dear. that would be the first thing I'd put there was the, the smashed flat screen TV no, with, with butter exactly how did they do that I mean I remember um, in one of my houses I lived in so my housemates came back after a night out and went a bit crazy with the McDonald's and started throwing things around the room and we had gherkins stuck to our living room wall for the pretty much the entire year because they just never removed them uh, it would never happen in my house because uh, I always make sure they take the gherkins out of my big mix well yeah because I'm not a fan of gherkins I'm not and I'm, clearly these people weren't either <laughs> but just every day just like watching the TV and just looking at these gherkins or and didn't think to take them down no they, well they did before we left but okay, by but that point you know became an ornament. this one is probably my favourite one um, housemate pooed on the kitchen floor I mean how does that even happen unless that housemate was a dog I mean it's just yeah I don't yeah I mean I feel like we should maybe <laughs> contact this person and get more details as to why this happened I, I think the thing with student houses is they're just they are just gross in so many different ways yeah. like they, there's gross stories I have heard about people living in student houses it's just terrific like, when I lived at home I, I'm sorry at home home i.e. with my parents there's never been a point in my life where I've thought, mm. God, I wish I could poo on the floor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> bloody mum and dad wanted me poo on the floor. Yeah, I mean, it's just disgusting. I think I had a couple of really gross instances. I think one was um, in one of my houses, we had one of those freezers, which was like, just like a trunk. Like, it just goes down forever. Oh, well, like they put dead bodies in. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and um, so it was really a nightmare because you put something in it and you would just lose it. Like, you'd never see it ever again. It just was lost to the freezer. But it meant if you did try and find something, you kind of had to, like, take everything out of the freezer yeah. to, like, get to your thing. And obviously what had happened was someone had taken out this bag of frozen meat and put it on the sides to get their thing. And then it forgotten oh, about the bag of frozen meat. And then subsequently, it was like there was a really bad smell in the house for like weeks, and we couldn't work out what it was. We cleaned everything, we could not work out what this was, and eventually we found this bag of rotten meat with maggots in it oh my God. in the basement, and it was literally the most disgusting thing ever. Oh my god! I didn't have maggots or anything like that. I did in my so I stayed in the same flat in the second and third year, uh, with just one other person, and we had cockroaches when we moved in. German cockroaches. Uh, they travel is, far. Yeah, they do. They're, they're smaller than than the kind of the standard mm. one you'd see in like Men in Black or something. Um, but they are just as pesky, and it was we kind of dealt with it in the second year. They only came out at night, and there was only a few mm. of them. But then we came back in the third year, and the problem was bad. Like these cockroaches aren't meant to come out in the light, and they were out in the light. Um, they were brazen. Yeah, they were. They were everywhere. Um, they, I don't think they ever made it to the bedrooms. Thank God. But they were all over the kitchen all the time. Mm. I think the, the final straw came when my flatmate was uh, made, doing his breakfast. And he uh, poured his Weetos out into his bowl and then just 
out from within the Weetos that he poured into his bowl just came like seven different cockroaches coming oh out. my god yeah so at that point like we just started sealing up like, every every box of food everything and we had to get the council in unfortunately to sort that, that is horrific my mom I was like mom don't worry I'll pay for it she's like no I'm not having you living in that place with that I'm paying for this yeah <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, God. it was not ideal. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was bad. I didn't realise, but I had a mouse living... Well, no, I did realise. We we came back after a night out once, and we saw a mouse in the living room, um, and we were all, like, drunkenly, like, oh, there's a mouse, there's a mouse. Anyway, never saw it again. But I kept being woken up in the middle of the night by the sound of... I was convinced it was a mouse in my room, and all of my flatmates were like, Jess, you've just been really paranoid. Just get, like, you know, there's not a mouse in your room. Don't be ridiculous. Um, and I, I had, like, a few sleepless nights over it, eventually just kind of forgot about it but then when I moved out I was pulling all the stuff out from under my bed and I found all of these Kit Kats that had been like all all the Kit Kat was gone inside but all the little foil had been like eaten ripped up into a million tiny little bits Um, and this mouse had been living under my bed living off my Kit Kats wait did you not notice that you'd lost a lot of Kit Kats no because (laughs) I I how many Kit Kats were you eating that you didn't notice the loss of Kit Kats (laughs) no well just my so basically in every house I've ever lived in, I always have like a box within hands distance next to my bed of just food. We've all been there. <laughs> so when you lie in bed and you just fancy a Kit Kat or whatever it is, you just kind of reach into your bed and you just pull something out. Um, Emergency supply box. <laughs> and I, I, it's always just full of food. So uh, they'd obviously, these Kit Kats might have fallen out or something and I just didn't realise that they're gone. Um, but these and now you know. And the mice were eating. Don't leave a box of food next to your bed. Yeah. Then I really learned after that. Um, and then the final one we've got here. Well, this is kind of your story, isn't it? The second, the second time we were robbed. I like that casually <laughs> at the beginning. The second time we were robbed, it was because my flatmates had left the back door wide open. Now every night I've got to do a quick security check to make sure everything is locked. I like how they were. All, they'd already been robbed and they still left the back door. I mean, we. I was so paranoid about getting robbed, and I remember one time hiding my laptop um, in my room before a night out and then the next day I was completely I completely couldn't remember where I put my laptop to the point where I was starting to think that the laptop had been stolen because I couldn't remember <laughs> where I'd hidden it which was good it meant I hid it really well um, I obviously did find well, it eventually. where did you hide it? Well, I don't know if I want to tell you this because this is my sneaky burglar trick okay. but basically I hid it um, you know those like trays that you have which have got like a bean bag underneath oh yeah, for, yeah, like, yeah. That's so that's right you dinner off yeah, so basically mine, you could pull the beanbag away from the plastic bit and like slid the laptop oh, in between that and then put it back cool. together. And very I was like, cool. genius, but obviously kind of forgot about that. And the next day was just couldn't find my laptop anywhere. Oh, good grief. Um, so yeah, there's some of our horror stories. Um, but if you guys have got any funnier ones or crazier ones than those, I'm pretty sure you have, feel free to send them in because we'd love to uh, talk about them on next week's show. So next up on the show, we're welcoming our resident money expert, Jake. Hi, Jake. Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Cool. So basically, um, what we're going to be doing is our readers have been sending in some of their um, student money problems, and we're going to play them and ask you to give some tips and advice that they can go away and hopefully kind of implement to help them save a bit of money. So um, this week, Charlotte has got a problem about something that I'm pretty sure we can all relate to, which is about bills at university being too expensive. How do you cut them down? So here is what she had to say. Hi, my name's Charlotte from Manchester University. I live in a shared house with six others. And recently our bills have gone up, which has caused a lot of tension in the house with people blaming each other for leaving the heating on and the lights on, etc. 
Do you have any advice on how we can cut down and keep our energy bills low? Right, so I know that's something that I certainly experienced when I was at uni is, you know, the problem of rising bill costs and sort of tensions rising in the house because people can't decide what to do. Um, so, Jake, what we're going to do now is give you 30 seconds to give us five pieces of advice. Cutting out all the jargon, we just want the straight advice that Charlotte can go away and use. Okay, no yeah. pressure. Are you ready? Uh, ready as I'll ever be, yeah. Tom, have you got the clock? I have indeed. I'm going to be putting 30 seconds on the clock in three, two, one... Right, okay, so I'm going to go through five tips. Um, number one, use a money splitting app. Splitting the bills of your housemates is difficult. Um, you can download apps like Splitwise, they're on, on the App Store, etc. Compare and switch. You should always look at other bill providers and see if you can switch another one cheaper. Cut back, use less water, turn things off standby, um, use, use less lights when you're leaving the room. Never miss a bill payment, that one's self explanatory. And don't pay your TV license. Oh with three seconds to go as well. Outstanding. (laughs) So, wait a minute, that last one there that you just snuck in at the end. Did you say don't pay your TV licence? Yeah, so interestingly, this is one of the most popular um, things we have on the site. Um, And basically, it's kind of a loophole. It it all depends on your parents having a TV licence at their house and your kind of university address is, is only a temporary address. So there's a lot there's a lot you have to read into it but the the main thing is that if you have a device which is powered by a battery and not co- connected to the mains you should be able to watch iPlayer and all TV on it. So essentially if you have your laptop for example when it's not plugged in that's fine. Yeah, technically yeah, as long as it's not plugged in. So if you're yeah. not charging it if you're watching iPlayer then you, you don't have to pay for a TV license. Noted. Okay. And the other thing you mentioned was about switching energy providers, because I didn't realise you could even do that. I thought once you were there and you were with an energy provider, that was it, you're kind of chained. That was definitely me as a student. I didn't believe or know that you could Mm -hmm. switch. I thought it was like tied to the property and that the landlord had to switch. Um, Yeah. So I probably ended up overpaying quite a bit. Yeah, so loads of students do this. Even I did it at uni. You turn up, you get your first bill from whichever provider, and you just think you've got to carry on with them. In reality, you don't have to. And, and most of the time, there won't be a cancellation fee because the people previous, you would have had that um, contract for longer than 12 months. So what I'd say to any student is basically look into what you're currently on, what tariff you're on, even if you signed up at the beginning of the year, check if there's a cancellation fee. If there is, you might still be able to save enough money to cover it. But a lot of the time, there isn't a cancellation fee, which means switching should be really easy to do. Mm. And switching's easy now. Um, a lot of services kind of guide you through it and help you through it. If you just search Compare Energy or even look on the Save a Student website, you'll be able to find information on it pretty easily. Okay, cool. So as well, another thing just in relation to this is kind of there's always that battle that you need in there about how long you should have the heating on for, when you should put it on and that kind of thing. And I was just wondering, like, what are your thoughts on this? Because I'm very, I'm like, you've got to have it on the timer. And if anyone messes with the timer, I get very upset. Don't touch the thermostat. Yeah, <laughs> just it, it's there for a reason. Just leave it. But what what are your thoughts? When do you like to have the heating on? I think that I think that's a good way to do it. If you if you kind of agree on a timer, um, at least then you've said it between the lot mm. of you, and no one's. So you get in situations where someone all of a sudden is cold and wants the heating on. They turn it on and forget. Yeah, that's um, the worst. So so many times you get in like after a night out during the winter. One of your housemates would turn the heating on and then inevitably you'd all fall asleep and you wake up and it's roasting. You've, you've basically paid for heating all night when you don't really need it. Yeah. I'm not saying you should freeze because it's horrible waking up and not wanting to get out of bed, giving yourself an excuse to miss a 9am lecture. 
Um, but, you know, be kind of, be sparing with it, but at the same time, don't use no heating because although it is a cost, it's not a massive cost when it's split between a few of you in a student yeah. household. As long as you've got it on for, you know, two or three hours in the morning when you're getting out of bed and then another two or three hours when you're kind of around in the evening, that's pretty standard, isn't it, I'd say? I would agree with you on that. And yeah. even if you don't have it on that much, a couple of hours here and there is literally going to be like less than a pound each probably. Yeah. Like it's it's really not that much money mm-hmm. and could save you a lot of a lot of bad times. Yeah. Okay, so I think we've kind of covered that now. And just before you go, Jake, do you want to share one of your own kind of student horror stories? Because that's what we've been talking about on this week's show. So it's interesting you say that because what you've been talking through today has kind of brought up a horrible memory for me, but also something which is a, a good lesson in my life. Um, me, and a free, me and a few mates when we were at university kind of had a house between six of us. One of, one of, the, one of the guys kind of left to go and join a band um, which weren't successful, if anyone's wondering. Um, and what I, thought, ha- I thought it was Chris Martin. <laughs> and uh, what, what happened was we had to, you know, find someone else to replace the room because we were in a joint tenancy and we put an advert out on Gumtree, which in hindsight probably wasn't a good idea. Um, yeah, so we put out an advert on Gumtree, found someone. He was, he was like an older guy and um, wasn't a student. You know, he, he said to us he didn't have to pay council tax, which we found out he did, but... Either way, it was all kind of a bit dodgy from the start. Um, we, when we started to ask him for his rent, he was really quiet. He used to lock himself in his room. And then one thing turned to another six months down the line and he hadn't paid any rent, any bills. Crikey. And we were all having to cover for him because he was saying he was going to pay us at a later date. Um, so what happened was we spoke to the landlord, got the locks changed, and he never came back. Wow. He left his, <laughs> yeah, he left his stuff in his room, which we actually sold on eBay. Um, but, wow. so, he, so you locked him out of his own house and he didn't even complain or inquire as to why he couldn't get into his own house? No, I think he knew exactly what he was doing and he knew he owed more money oh than God. what it was worth. So the stuff in his room was decent, but it wasn't worth a lot. I actually got a BMX out of it, which was pretty good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's actually mental. It's yeah, really crazy. Um, we did actually find a bottle of vodka finished on the doorstep one night so we were wondering whether that was him bloody hell um, I'm sure it wasn't just one of you <laughs> yeah it may have been yeah um, but yeah that, that's basically what happened and um, we, we, were, we were down on money but we got the deposit off him which he paid at the beginning um, and it was a lesson it was a very harsh lesson but it was a lesson learned in life wow have, yeah. you, have you like looked him up on Facebook or something since uh, yes and we wrote his mum a letter because we found <laughs> his details um, but I'm not uh, we didn't get a reply, but um, it felt good doing that. You know, Amazing. We, we didn't get full closure on it, but at least at least, <laughs> at least we put in some told, told him off to his mummy. Yeah. <laughs> so the moral of that story is just don't get a housemate off Gumtree, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, and don't trust anyone who says they're going to pay you uh, when they're not, because... <laughs> get it know, written in contract. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Jake, and um, I'm sure you'll be on future shows to give you more money advice. Cool. Look forward to it. <laughs> Wow, I mean, Jake's story pretty much tops anything I've got. I mean, I'll go into my uh, my main housing horror story in a bit, but that pretty much tops anything I've got. How about you, Jess? As I say, I, I never had this kind of situation when I was at uni, but I think everyone does have that kind of housing horror story of that one. Well, I say time. one thing, there are multiple things that right. kind of go wrong when you're at uni. 
because I mean I so for example my big kind of horror story was in my second year of uni um we didn't pay for our electricity um not not because the want of trying I mean we really wanted to pay that electricity bill we <laughs> rang them up so many times I was on hold for probably a good 60% of that year on um, trying to get in touch with the electricity company. Um, when we moved out, we literally said to them, we are leaving, don't send the bill to this address anymore because we're no longer here. And they said that was fine. And then it never arrived. And I mean, we couldn't even get our deposit back because we couldn't prove that we paid all of our bills. Um, so we were sort of stuck in this catch-22, no deposit, couldn't pay the bill. Um, and then we just kind of left it because we thought, well, you know, we tried our best, you know, it's up to them now. Did you get your deposit back? No, we couldn't. Wow. Because they just, they, they wouldn't give us it because we couldn't prove that we had paid all our bills because we hadn't paid all our bills. Um, and then literally like three years later, um, I started getting hounded by like a debt collection agency saying that, you know, we hadn't paid this bill. And I was like, brilliant. Like, this is all I want is to pay this bill. Um, <laughs> what a simple life. But at some point in, in time, it is, so, things will be mixed up and basically... Um, when I tried to pay it and they said what's your name I told them my name and they said what was the address and I gave them the address that I lived at and they were just like that's not the address we've got down here and I was like I gave them every single address I possibly could think of that I've lived in over the past 10 years it was none of those addresses so for security reasons they couldn't tell me how much the bill was and they couldn't let me pay it and I was like well you know that's not my problem anymore so um, you know it's to this day it's still ongoing every so often I get a sort of message of a debt collection agency I try to pay the bill they won't let me pay the bill Um, and I just feel like you know at some point in the next 10 or 20 years it's going to catch up with me and I'm going to have to track down those seven housemates that I lived with and say hey guys remember me give me some money so that was my after that I was like bills included all the way because I cannot deal with that stress although it's not always cheaper it's not always cheaper but I would rather pay a little bit more and and not kind of be hounded <laughs> to my grave over an unpaid electricity bill. So wait, what do you reckon? Do you reckon you lost because you didn't get your deposit back, but you also didn't have to pay for electricity for any time? Well, that's what we also said. We said, you know, maybe it was like six and two threes. You know, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't get our deposit back, but we didn't pay electricity, so maybe it worked out even. Yeah. But the thing is, I feel like if in say 10 years time we do end up paying this electricity bill we can't go back to our letting agents and say hi can we get a deposit back from that yeah. house we moved out of like 10 years ago although they should but yeah i mean they should but i also just feel like they probably won't yeah <laughs> um, so yeah it wasn't great to be honest what about you did you have any kind of particularly horrible experiences well my main issue in my first year was that i didn't have accommodation because as my uni failed to tell me before i applied and, and chosen was my firm choice they so it was university in London and they didn't give accommodation to students who lived within the M25, which was a bugbear of mine because the commute for me to get from my house to the university was about an hour and a half. People who lived way outside of London could get fast trains into London and do door to door in less than an hour. Uh, so in you know in some ways it was easier for them to get to uni than me. But let's not run about that. I'm not bitter. <laughs> um, but obviously I didn't want to miss Freshers Week so I had to stay in a travel lodge down the road big shout out to my friends at Travel Lodge Stratford as you do yeah so that I am the nickname Travel Lodge Tom um, then after my, my fun week in Travel Lodge uh, I was subsequently informed that I wouldn't be able to get accommodation at all despite them promising me beforehand that I probably would be able to get it after a couple of weeks so at which point I moved in with a bunch of people that I didn't particularly like uh, because they also didn't have anywhere to live and the problem I mean that house the house was horrible the people were horrible the landlords were dodgy AF 
I mean, to whittle down the story to just one would be impossible. This university where I lived actually was in East London. And I remember coming downstairs in the morning once and the front door had been wide open. Not because we'd been robbed, but because my flatmates had just come home and decided didn't want to didn't want to shut it. Don't fancy shutting that. No. Um, I don't think anything was stolen, I don't think anything happened, but not ideal. Yeah. Um and we just had dodgy like repairmen come over, blocked drains all the time, plug sockets fallen out of the wall. The only the only benefit actually was that because they were dodgy landlords, at the end of the tenancy I just went to them and said look, there's a lot of damage that's been done to the property, but look at my bedroom. There is not a spot in this room. <laughs> Clearly none of it is my fault. And they gave me my full deposit back. Nice. Well, so you got away, you know, lucky in that way. Yeah. So to finish up the show, we're going to be revealing some of our money confessions. So this is like all the stupid or embarrassing things we've done at uni, both to save money and to waste it more often than not. Yep. Um, so the theme of this week's confessions is going to be the most unnecessary thing you bought to take to university with you. I mean, I don't know about you, but I went totally overboard before I went to uni in terms Uh-oh. of all the things I bought. Like I remember getting all these things and like lining them up on my bedroom floor and taking a photo the of them and be like oh I'm so excited to was go that, to uni was that pre or post oh so it was before you actually went yeah it was before I went to uni and I yeah. just like look at that photo now and I'm just like why did I buy all these things <laughs> like completely ridiculous such um, as well yeah so I'll go first I think the the worst thing like the completely unnecessary thing that I bought was um a pack of 20 glass shot glasses how many that, friends did you think you were going to have? I was going to say, clearly thought I was going to be a lot more popular than I was. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I've used them twice because who even, like, takes, like, shots? Like Nobody. In, at home. I mean, yeah, when you're in the club or whatever. But, but nobody even, at pre-drinks is, like, shots. Yeah, or you just put, like, a shot-sized amount of liquid in a normal glass. Yeah. Like, that's what most Or you get those, do. like, cheap plastic ones or something. I think the glass ones are just, like so unnecessary i think i've used maybe two or three of them yeah i keep it's one of those things as well when i was younger like 18 19 uh you'd often get like shot glasses like as a birthday present or something yeah i don't even drink shots i know i think i maybe stayed in freshers week and after that i was like no more shots (laughs) never again i think i mean i'm just trying to think there weren't many things that i personally bought that were maybe like kind of excessive Mm. uh, ridiculous purchases but I remember Christmas in the first year, my dad got me a cafetiere, which for the benefit of anyone, and for the benefit of anyone who doesn't know what that is, is one of those like French coffee presses, basically, Mm -hmm. that you put like posh coffee in. And they're nice, but I mean, A, as a student, like hell am I going to be able to afford that kind of coffee? Um, And B, in that house I was in in first year, that would have become an ashtray before you know it. (laughs) I mean, all of my flipping saucepans did. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um... Other than that, I mean, that was not necessarily things that I bought, but like, I remember when I was packing up my room to go to uni in the mm. second and third year to live with somebody I actually liked. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember finding some toys from when I was like 10 or 11 and ended up taking some walkie talkies to, to uni with me for a tiny flat. Obviously, they never got used. But I think that's a brilliant idea. Oh, I mean, yeah. Walkie talkies. That's quite To cool. be fair, I've taken them to the flat I'm in now as well yeah. with another friend. Yeah. Um, we used them a couple of times, but the flat's too, like, long to really yeah. use mm-hmm. it. Okay. But again, like, I don't, I even, I don't even think um, kind of excessive purchases or whatever or bringing too much of one thing, I don't think it ends at uni. Like, yeah, it's just a thing that happens in life. I think, well, yeah, when you're moving in with somebody who you don't already live with, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and you haven't coordinated. So, for example, my flatmate currently has brought so much Tupperware to the new place. 
So much that it won't even fit in one cupboard anymore. But Tupperware always goes missing, to be fair. So it's better to be on the safe side. Maybe yours does. I mean, ours All is, of my Tupperware uh, goes We're missing. gaining it. We're not losing it. <laughs> You're breeding Tupperware. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our Tupperware is producing more Tupperware and it's... Oh my, he got, or he, he goes to visit his auntie and she'll give him some food to take back with mm. him and then that's another Tupperware box that we've got and it's just oh. yeah I just think it's one of those things that you don't really realise before you go to uni like you just think you need to take everything and then you get there and you realise that all of your housemates have also brought everything so you end up with like so many pans like yep. a ridiculous amount of pans and stuff like that it does depend who you live with though I think because I whichever place I've ever moved into I've always brought loads and loads of like multi-plug extensions Mm. because nobody else ever brings them in fact that is my top tip from going to uni is bring multi-plug extenders they, they are very very useful yeah I especially if you're living in a in a, like an old uni house as well mm-hmm. is that there might only be like one or two plug sockets in the room and they might yeah. not be in a convenient place they're an absolute lifesaver and everyone will want to be your friend if you've got them yeah so top tip don't take shot glasses you won't use them but do take multi-plug extenders yeah, definitely So, I mean, next week we'll do money confessions, but we're going to do our biggest money fails. So, sort of things that we've spent money on that we shouldn't, or just stupid money things that we've done. This is where I will come into my own. Yeah. I've got a lot of stories on this. Your forty. Um, so, if you want to send in your biggest money fails, or like literally anything, any problems that you want us to answer, you know, whether it's um, any, you know, accommodation issues like this week, or uh, maybe, you know, you want help finding a part-time job at uni and how to kind of juggle that with your studies, or whether it's, you know, buying textbooks, or all those kind of annoying money things at uni, or whether it's maybe it's like you want a, a better bank account, a bank account that you can get a larger overdraft and whatever, because that's always something that we need when we're at uni. Whatever it is, um, you know, send us a voice message on WhatsApp. You just head to savethestudent.org forward slash WhatsApp, or you can tweet us, or you can Facebook message us, um, and we'll make sure to kind of answer them in the next show. Um, So that's all we've got for this week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, Make sure to tune in next time for more kind of money horror stories. Um, Thank you for joining me, Tom. It's been a pleasure. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Beans. For more information on the tips and tricks shared in this episode, head to savestudent.org forward slash podcast.